Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. My family and my name have been totally and permanently destroyed. This confirmation process has become a national disgrace. This is a circus. I will not be intimidated into withdrawing from this process. Due process is a foundation of the American rule of law. Due process means listening to both sides. Last time I was here, I told you that when my mom was a prosecutor and I was in high school, she used to practice her closing arguments. Use your common sense. What rings true? What rings false? A lifetime of public service and a lifetime of high-profile public service at the highest levels of American government. And never a hint of anything of this kind. And that's because nothing of this kind ever happened. No doubt in your mind. Zero. I'm 100% certain. You swear to God. Oh, I swear my to gosh. God. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know how many of you understand the cataclysmic shift we all witnessed yesterday. Producer Joe, how are you today? Thank you for putting together that man. excellent, excellent montage. Oh, we uh, have never done that before. Uh, and it's odd. Joe and I both Thanks, got on yeah. the air this morning. Uh, we always talk before the show. And I said, Joe, this is a cataclysmic shift in our politics, the culture war, uh, what's happening in the country, what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. I am going to go through systematically for you um, exactly the old rules that got thrown out yesterday and the new rules that are now in effect. Um, but I think it was important to come in cold uh, with an absolutely explosive, powerful powerful statement by what i believe to be an innocent man wrongly accused yesterday in brett kavanaugh which has unquestionably changed the course i believe of american politics and american culture for a long time folks make no mistake what you witnessed yesterday was a cataclysmic shift for the left in our politics i i i don't know where else you get your information from i'm happy you're here i there are a lot of other great places and a lot of great content producers i'm telling you that there are a number of people a number of people many on the left some on the so-called never trump uh, right who are reading what happened yesterday so apocalyptically wrong they should get out of the commentary field forever mm-hmm old rules are out the new rules are in folks let's get right to it as of yesterday the old rules trump's too too gruff the the twitter stuff the hard edge the tough talk he's too gruff joe the old rules we don't need that the old rules were this. We have to play on their terms, Show The Republicans are inherently the bad guys. The Democrats have the moral high ground. And our goal, Joe, the entire time in the old rules, mm-hmm. where we constantly apologize and explain things away using academics, we don't need gruff, tough talk. It just makes us look like more of the bad guys. Yep. Old rules. Old rules. That all changed yesterday. The old rules are out. The new rules are in. We play on our terms. Build the damn building. We now have a guy in office who gets into fistfights, and the rules are we win, you lose. This guy was a builder in the toughest building environment on earth. 
in New York City dealing with unions, dealing with the mob, dealing with absolutely horrible bureaucrats in the New York City government where I grew up. I worked for the New York City Police Department. This guy had to build a damn building. That was the only marker of success. There was no boot licking. There was no ass kissing. There was build the damn building. Get the building built. Build the damn building. Nothing else matters. You win by putting those bricks on the ground and laying the mortar in between them. You don't win by endlessly apologizing for doing it. Old rules, Trump's too gruff. We don't need this. New rules, we win, you lose. Winning matters. We are not going to negotiate on your terms anymore. We are not going to stipulate in advance that you have some kind of moral high ground. We are now going to expose you for who you are and what you did. And the Democrats are walking out now with a committee hearing on the vote for Kavanaugh. Walk out. You want chaos? We'll give you chaos. Because now it's a fist fight. This is a straight up fist fight. You punched us in the gut for too long. We're now putting the hands up and the fight is on. We are a peaceful, God-fearing people and we always will be. But we will defend ourselves politically We will defend ourselves in this culture war now. The old rules are over. There is no more negotiating on your terms. You are going to ruthlessly engage in character assassination of our people endlessly. It has happened for decades. Every istophobic, phobophobic term you can throw our way, you've thrown our way. And you know when that stopped yesterday? There was a critical juncture in time yesterday that happened. Nothing will ever be the same after this. I'm sure of this, and I mean this, folks, attribute it to hyperbolic language all you want. I don't care. I have been a keen observer of this for long, a long, long time. The moment Lindsey Graham retook the floor from Rachel Mitchell, God bless her. I thought she, they brought her there to do a job. I think, I think a lot of the criticism of her is unwarranted. She's not there to be a politician. She was there to gather facts. Rachel Mitchell, who was the prosecutor from Arizona, who asked the questions of Dr. Ford. But there was a critical moment yesterday where the Republicans saw that when uh, Judge Kavanaugh was up there, that they had to take back the floor and engage this for what it was. It was no longer a fact-finding mission. It was a culture war to destroy any Republican nominee now and in the future and take back the floor. And Graham got up there and said, this is not a fact-finding mission anymore. This is a smear job by you. And he pointed to them. You guys did this. You did this. If you wanted an FBI investigation, you could have come to us. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in 2020. You've said that, not me. You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said hello, because I voted for them. I would never do to them what you've done to this guy. This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy. Are you a gang rapist? No. I cannot imagine what you and your family have gone through. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham that you knew about it and you held it. You had no intention of protecting Dr. Ford. None. She's as much of a victim as you are. God, I hate to say it because these have been my friends. 
But let me tell you, when it comes to this, you're looking for a fair process. You came to the wrong town at the wrong time, my friend. You want justice? You want real justice? You better damn well recognize the fist fight we're in right now. And halfway through that hearing, Lindsey Graham recognized right away. And God bless him. And listen, Graham hasn't been with us on everything. The time for that. You have to understand, folks, this is a fist fight. Mm -hmm. This is a fist fight. Meaning you may get punched a few times here and there, but you got to go with your best guy at your best moment. And Graham, with a history of prosecutions, as a prosecutor, having been involved in the Clinton impeachment hearing, Graham was the perfect guy for that moment. And sometimes when you're down, you bring up the best guy for the moment, although he may not have been the best guy at every moment. There are guys in my jujitsu class who got a damn good guard on their back, but they can't play the top game for squat. Graham may not be the best guy on immigration, but you're damn well bet he was the best guy yesterday to put a stop to this BS crap right there yesterday, this sham hearing what it was and call it what it was. They treated Dr. Ford with respect and dignity. They did everything they could to have a clearly traumatized woman speak there. They let her say what she had to say. The prosecutor treated her with dignity and the Democrats turned around and took a dump on Judge Kavanaugh. And it was time to call it what it was. This is a fist fight now. This isn't some fair game nonsense where we're out here in a fact-finding mission. There were no facts that came out yesterday. I'm going to talk about the so-called facts that were supposedly brought out yesterday or the lack thereof too. What you witnessed from Lindsey Graham yesterday were the end of the old rules. The new rules are in. Build the damn building. And to build the building, we win. I don't care how it gets built, how that brick gets down, how that mortar lays on top. We are going to fight for life, for economic freedom. We're going to fight for our health care system and our kids' education. And we're going to build that damn building. And however that building gets built, whoever gets knocked down doing it, if you want to knock them down, drag out political fight, then we are game. You want to walk out? You want chaos? We will give you the chaos you want. But we will control it this time. You need any more motivation to get out and vote in November? Folks, I'm sorry. I love you to death. But if you dare sit this one out, you have no excuse. I get it. Oh, I don't like early voting. I don't care. And neither should you. Fight it on the ballot. The first day early voting starts, every one of you should be at that ballot booth requested by mail, requested by absentee, request the damn thing by carrier pigeon. You get your vote in and you take 10 friends with you and you stop these chaos producing maniacs on the left who wanted nothing more than a sham hearing. I don't like how Graham voted on immigration. I don't either. I don't care. To build the building, we need every single warrior up there. Listen, my congressman's a personal friend. I could not disagree with him more on significant issues. If you think for a second I'm voting Democrat to send some kind of piss poor message, you are out of your mind. I don't care how crappy or horrible your Republican is. The alternative is absolute utter chaos from what you witnessed yesterday. Sheldon Whitehouse, the sham, disgraceful Democrat center, asking him about fart jokes, Kavanaugh. Fart jokes. You think I'm making this up? Look in my show notes today. Read Byron York's piece from the Washington Examiner about the disgrace Sheldon Whitehouse was yesterday. 
It goes list by list, the abomination this man is. His ridiculous questions to a dignified public servant. Asking about human flatulence games. Old rules are over. Over. We win. You lose. Period. Full stop. Here's the other old rule you can stick a fork in as of yesterday. The critical theory culture wars will no longer be game played on your terms. No oh. more. Oh. This culture war, critical theory, the male patriarchy, you're inherently evil if you're a white male. Over. It's over. You expected yesterday what you what you absurdly tried to make a racial fight using identity politics. The people involved in this, Dr. Ford and Judge Kavanaugh, are both white. There was no racial component to this. You knew that. You tried to make this an identity politics war because you're obsessed with critical theory. The idea that knowledge, knowledge, actual knowledge and facts are only a construct of power and the fact that white males have dominated the power structure for decades, that facts and knowledge no longer matter and identity politics is, uh, uh, you're going to triage your priorities are number one. It's over. We're not fighting on your terms anymore. The old rules, the culture war, the white male patriarchy, Republicans should apologize first for the lack of melanin in their skin and their biological parts, although they had no component uh, in, in, in choosing either one of those things. You wanted Kavanaugh to back down. You needed him to back down. You were praying for him to back down. And he came out firing on all cylinders. And I'll tell you what the new rules are, folks. The new rules is we are going to fight back. The new rules are we're going to fight back. We are not going to back down. And the fact that you are going to now try to throw him under the bus and say, oh, listen, it, 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 it speaks to a lack of temperament. In case you could, if you've been listening to my show or you missed something over the last two years, I really don't care about temperament. temperament. What do I care about? Build the damn building. We win, you lose. If they got a temperament problem, which Kavanaugh doesn't, by the way, there's no evidence of that at all. Even if he did, don't care. You know why? I'm not working with the old rules anymore. Oh, he's an angry white male and he showed it yesterday. Don't care. We're not playing on your terms anymore. The new rules are take your critical theory and shove it right up your caboose. That's the new rules. We will judge people on their merits, on their character. You want to marry yourself to identity politics, the melanin component of someone's skin, where they were born and their religion? You knock yourself out, you liberal loons. We are going to judge people based on who they are and a lifetime of evidence. Old rule number three. You can stick a fork in. Can't mess with the media, Joe. They buy ink by the barrel. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. Bring it, kids. Bring it right now. You can bury that old rule. Judge Kavanaugh was crystal clear yesterday in acknowledging what all of us already know. And now you can take it out to the general population and across the heartland of America. The mainstream media is the opposition. I am absolutely openly and will vocally and always support a free press. No caveats, no buts, no ifs, nothing. A free press means they have the right and they are free to be stupid. They take us up on that opportunity often. They are allowed to be free, and we're free to recognize them for who they are. <laughs> we are free to recognize them for the opposition party they've become. They are, listen to me, and let's be crystal clear. They are free to be that opposition party, and you are free to recognize it. And now, we, as of yesterday, the old rules are out. 
oh, we don't want to mess with the media. No, we are messing with the media because the media is messing with us. The violent stuff, obviously, is the leftist stuff. We are governed by big R rights, granted by God, including people in the media who choose to act stupidly. But we will recognize them on political terms exactly for who they are. And Kavanaugh smartly brought that into his opening yesterday, addressing the fact that this has been a media smear job running with absolutely uncorroborated, hysterical, in some cases, hysterical accusations against of rape trains. Old rules. Don't mess with the media. New rules. Bring it, kids. Bring it. They are the opposition. They should be treated as such when it comes to politics. Old rules. We should argue stuff on the merits, the facts, the data matters. Ladies and gentlemen, the, da- the, the data and the facts do matter. They matter to me and they matter to you. Ladies and gentlemen, the data and the facts are entirely and completely irrelevant to the radical left. It is your responsibility as a conservative and a libertarian to passionately argue your, uh, argue your case using facts and data. You may say, uh, Dan, you're taking two contradictory positions. No, I'm not. My experience in running for office is you absolutely have to know the facts on the taxes. You have to know facts about school choice. You have to know the data on health care choice and the lack thereof in, in socialized countries. But you are not arguing those facts with the left. When I used to debate people at the county, I remember the, uh, the Maryland State Fair up in the fairgrounds. Joe knows where it is. He's been yep. there many times. When I was at the Republican booth, liberals would argue with me all the time. You're not arguing the facts with them. Liberals are not interested in facts. Remember, they believe in critical theory, the old rules, that knowledge is irrelevant because it's a construct of power. Knowledge means nothing. Power matters. That is what the essence of critical theory. You are not arguing the facts with them to get them to change their minds. Their minds are not changeable. You are arguing for the third person listening. There's always a third person there, folks. Always. Someone videos it. Someone hears it. The liberal is a lost cause. The modern liberal is an absolute lost cause. You're not wasting your time, however, presenting facts and data because the third person listening is hearing what you're saying and hearing the hysteria of the far left. Having said that, in a strict power play, In the we win, you lose scenario. Arguing with facts and data is no longer enough. Now we will elect people and we will use raw political power via the way the constitutional republic has laid out for us. We will not usurp power like the left does. We will do it the right way, but we will take that power and we will win and we are going to crush you on this. We win, you lose. There is no backing down. There is no, oh, this isn't my guy. I met my Republican congressman and he, 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 he treated my dog. I don't care about your dog. I care about holding committee chairmanships. Get your butt in the voting booth and vote for these guys, even though I've been a leading advocate of the clowns. Many of them are too. Mm-hmm. But we have got good people up there who are at a minimum trying to avert an absolute apocalyptic disaster if the Democrats 
this chaos-producing entity of a party takes power back. You've got Jim Jordan. You've got Mike Lee. You've got people up there. Rand Paul, Ted Cruz. You need to get out and vote. There is no excuse. You may say, oh, you know, it's the most important election of our lifetime. You know what? This is more important than a Trump election because they didn't see us coming. You and I, Joe, both know it. They did not see us coming. These cocky liberals were smiling all the way to the election booth. Yep. We blindsided them. I boxed for a long time. What's the best punch in the world, Joe? The one the, you one the opponent see. never never saw coming. You're damn right. Yeah. Any good boxing coach will tell you that. The best punch in the world is the one your opponent never saw coming. Boom. They didn't see us. They never saw us. They see us now. They're ready. They've been training. Literally been training. Everything, not boxing training, but they have been training yes. in obstruction and in chaos. Mm-hmm. They're not ready for the storm. We're ready. We're armed with the facts and data, but we're also armed with the knowledge that the facts and data are not there to win elections. Elections are won by you showing up and exercising raw political power. The facts and data are there for the third person. They're not there for the liberal. You need to acknowledge that now. Know your stuff, but be ready to exercise raw political power. Show up, get your friends, get your kids, anybody eligible to vote that you can convince to drive. You get in your car. You get them to do it by mail. Make sure your parents are voting. Anybody eligible, anyone within the bounds of legality, you get to those voting booths and you vote. And you vote down the line Republican. I get it. A lot of these guys are dogs. I get it. I understand it. Get them in there. They'll hold the chairmanship for Nunez and others. Do you see the chaos you are inviting in otherwise? I don't know what moral victory you think you're having by I'm sitting you're not sitting this one out. There's no sitting it out. There was a cultural shift yesterday that will be meaningless if you don't do something about it. Old rule number 5. And I want to hat tip Rich Lowry. Rich Lowry from National Review. Rich Lowry, Joe as as critical a Trumper as you're ever going to meet. Mm-hmm. But this is no time for us to go, oh, forget him. He didn't like Trump. No, 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 no. Everybody on the field, everybody. I don't care how much that bothers you. Oh, that guy didn't like Trump. Too bad. Everybody on the field. This is no time for BS. Everybody. Rich Lowry wants to get on the field at National Review and fight. Welcome aboard, brother. Rich Lowry in my show notes has a must read. I say this a lot. Get to the show notes today. I don't care if you go to my webpage or not. It's there at the show notes. Read the darn article at National Review. Rich Lowry, as critical of a Trumper as you've ever seen, acknowledges in today's piece after this abomination of a hearing that this is a validation of Trumpian politics. Read the headline of the piece. This one I have to hat tip to him. Old rules, according to Rich Lowry. Hey, Joe, good character matters. Good character doesn't mean squat anymore. They ran John McCain. They ran, ran, ran Mitt Romney. All have cozied up to the press for a long time. Not speaking ill of the dead. I'm not doing that. You guys do what you want. It's not my bag of donuts. I'm sorry. But they ran a guy who enjoyed his time with the press and cozied up to them and developed relationships with the press for a long time in McCain. And they ran a Mormon 
with a lifetime of donating his salary to charity and Mitt Romney. And you know what happened? They were painted as Nazis and racists and tax evaders. Good character doesn't mean not, it doesn't mean anything. You know what matters? Winning. And that's why you got this ball buster in there now who wins. He builds stuff. Build the building. Build the damn building. He builds buildings. He doesn't talk about it. He doesn't kiss the press's ass to build a building. He's not shining your damn shoes. He's not getting anybody's shine box. He builds buildings. We tried this before. We ran a Mormon. We ran a POW. And they were still called Nazis. We win. We win. We build stuff. Stuff is getting built. And it's no time for you to kick a few damn builders off your job because you don't like the fact that they kicked your dog six months ago. I don't care. Get every one of these clowns in there for one reason and one reason only. We will exercise raw political power and you will put an R in front of your name and we will vote for you because good character doesn't mean squat anymore. It doesn't mean squat. You will be called a Nazi and the most disgusting terms known to humankind no matter what you do. It's over. Over. We build buildings now. No more ass kissing. No more bending over backwards to uh, to kiss the boots of the media. No more. We build the damn buildings now. And this guy in the White House builds stuff. And he doesn't care about who builds the damn thing. Get your workers in there. Get your team on the field. Get your warriors on the battlefield. Man up now. Now. Get your ballots in. Get your 10 friends. Do not let this moment pass. Listen to me. I don't need any more money from anybody. Share this podcast with someone. Anyone. Please. I don't even care. I need you to motivate 10 people to get out and vote. This is a cataclysmic shift in our culture that has to be married up to raw political power. We are defending the republic. The Democrats are desperate to usher in an era of chaos that will be no turning back from. New rules. We win. Winning first. You're not ready for this, then turn off your TV. If you're not ready for this, my show may not be for you. I would easily, gladly lose an audience standing by principle any day. That's fine. But if you're not ready for this fight, all I ask is that you back away and don't take anybody with you. Just peacefully walk away. That's fine. But if you're ready, if you're ready, you need to do. You need to do. Talk is cheap. It is meaningless. You need to do something. You need to get on your Facebook. You need to get on your Twitter. You need to get on your email list. You need to get on your phone. Did you vote? Did you vote? Did you? You need to vote. 
tired of this, oh, voting doesn't matter. You know what? It does matter. Yeah, we're losing on a lot of things. We got a bunch of weak-kneed guys who've voted us into a spending abyss. I get it. Do you understand that this cultural fight and the cataclysmic shift yesterday takes, takes primacy over everything? If you let this moment die and they take back power, forget about the, the country's finished. You are, it is open season on anybody who opposes them. Do you understand what happened yesterday? For the first time in modern American history, a blatant, disgusting, horrible, atrocious character attack on Republicans in modern American history, in the era of new vicious politics, was vocally opposed on the Senate floor in a watershed moment by Lindsey Graham that mobilized the base. If it mobilizes the base to do nothing, it didn't mobilize, it did squat. Now it is up to you. Graham gave you the football. You have to run down the field. This is going to destroy the ability of good people to come forward because of this crap. Your high school yearbook. You have interacted with professional women all your life, not one accusation. You're supposed to be Bill Cosby when you're a junior and senior in high school. And all of a sudden you got over it. It's been my understanding that if you drug women and rape them for two years in high school, you probably don't stop. Here's my understanding. If you lived a good life, people would recognize it like the American Bar Association has the gold standard. His integrity is absolutely unquestioned. He is the very circumspect in his personal conduct, harbors no biases or prejudices. He's entirely ethical, is a really decent person. He is warm, friendly, unassuming. He's the nicest person, the ABA. And one thing I can tell you, you should be proud of, Ashley, you should be proud of this, that you raised a daughter who had the good character to pray for Dr. Ford. To my Republican colleagues, if you vote no, you're legitimizing the most despicable thing I have seen in my time in politics. You want this seat? I hope you never get it. I hope you're on the Supreme Court. That's exactly where you should be. And I hope that the American people will see through this charade. And I wish you well, and I intend to vote for you, and I hope everybody who's fair-minded will. You're damn right, brother. You are damn right. The gloves came off yesterday, folks. You better damn well recognize the ref ain't getting in between you. He ain't breaking you up. These guys have kidney punched us and rabbit punched us for too long. The ref ain't doing squat. They're going to bite your ear off Mike Tyson style. And you damn well better get those gloves off and get ready for a fight. And that speech yesterday changes everything. They were stunned, Joe. You watched it like I oh, The yeah. Democrats were stunned. You know why? They're not ready for the storm. They were used to the old rules. We accuse you of being misogynist and hating women, and you apologize and back down, and the media doubles down. That died yesterday. But now we follow it up with raw political power. That died yesterday. That died with that one speech. We're taken back the floor. And folks, make no mistake when I tell you this. 
The Democrats know what they're doing is morally evil. They know this. The most troubling component of this entire disgusting, sordid tale is the fact that this is not out of some component of naivete. The Democrats absolutely know the destruction of human lives and everybody else they're going to take down with it. Remember, they just didn't take down this guy. They took Judge, P.J. Smith, everybody else who's been thrown into this, who denies this ever happened, have their lives have been upended. They are destroying and taking down. This is a carnage operation like I've never seen before by the Democrats. They know what they're doing is evil. They watch that man. And you know how I know it? Go watch the video yesterday when Kavanaugh talks. I don't even want to get choked up. Folks, when he talks about his 10-year-old daughter, we should pray for the woman. Watch Alyssa Milano, far-left radical activist in the background. The old actress. Well, I think she's still an actress. I don't mean old chronologically, but remember her from Who's the Boss? She's now become a radical leftist actress. Watch her in the background. Yeah. Watch her try to hold back tears. Mm-hmm. Folks, the most evil acts in the world are evil acts conducted with a knowledge that what you're doing is, in fact, wrong. Listen, why is there a defense for psychopathological illnesses in court? There's a defense because there's an acknowledgement that certain psychopathologies and pathological mental conditions take away volitional acts, meaning the person may not have even known what they were doing. There's no question it was wrong. Someone kills someone. In a, in, a, in, a, in an event. It was wrong. Right. The person died. It's obvious. But why is there a defense in court? There's a defense in court because we want to acknowledge that it was a conscious act of willing evil. And in cases of psychopathology, sometimes it's not. What makes what's going on such a human disgrace on a cataclysmic apocalyptic scale is that the loony Democrats... On that committee, absolutely know that they are destroying the life of a good man for nothing more than raw political power. Watch your watch your hold back tears. Why are you crying? Why are you crying, Alyssa? No, I'm dead serious. Why are you crying? What are you crying about? Why are you crying? I thought you said he was a serial rapist, a, a rape train guy, drugs women. Why are you crying? Why so emotional? You got him, don't you? Why are you crying as he tells the story of his daughter asking to pray for Dr. Ford? Why are you crying? Little hurt? Maybe you have to recognize now your own role in the destruction of this man's life and it emotionally bothers you? Folks, I've interviewed a lot of people over the years. 12 years in the Secret Service, four years with the NYPD. It's a big difference between crying, genuine emotional crying, induced by uncontrollable emotion, and stage crying. And let me tell you something about Kavanaugh yesterday. Listen to how many times. What do you think he's doing? You think he's got allergies? It's a hallmark nearly every single time that someone can't control their emotions. The mucus develops, it develops in your nose, the tears come down your face, 
You notice how people in Hollywood, when they cry, you don't hear them sniffling in the movies? Why is that? Think Kavanaugh was acting yesterday? He thought he was acting. Why were you crying too, Alyssa? You have to look in the mirror? See what you did to this man, this father? Soccer coach, basketball coach, public servant. Do you have to recognize finally your role in it? Why are you crying? Folks, I'm going to, I have a lot more to get to, so I don't want you to go anywhere. I want to get to Dr. Ford too, because there were two components yesterday. But I want to leave you again with this thought. We do have to pay for the show. Again, I always appreciate your patience. I've altered the ads today and the read of them because this is an important, pivotal day in our history. I'm going to say this one last time. And I'm sorry for those of you who get bothered by the repetition, but too bad. (laughs) This is way too important. You darn well better get out there and vote. And it is not good enough for you. You have to get 10 friends. You have to try to get 10 friends. There is no excuse. None. Not only must you vote. I have not missed an election since God knows when. Not only is it important you vote. It is important that you coolly, calmly, and collect. I'm not lecturing anybody. Again, I can't say this enough. There is a vote coming up on Tuesday. There is a committee vote today for 1.30 on Kavanaugh, which he's expected to get through. There is a floor vote on Tuesday to confirm Judge Kavanaugh. We have well over 100,000 independent separate listeners to the show. Well over. You know what? I usually don't disclose our numbers. I will today because it's important. We are a rather large show thanks to you. Every single listener to this show, I am humbly, respectfully begging you to not only vote, to get your early votes in as early as possible, but to email and call your senator's office. It is not hard. Just Google, find my congressman, find my senator. Now, your congressman can't vote on Kavanaugh. Call them anyway and tell them to support the senator who is. Call your senator, email them. That's four things. Email your congressman. Hey, I know you're not voting. I need you to publicly put pressure on our senator. Email your senator. Call their office. Demand an upvote. Demand an upvote on Kavanaugh. Let them know. Cool and calm. You will never forget this vote. The sins of the past are over. You will never, ever, ever forget this vote. If you vote no, it is an unequivocal down vote for you in November. No matter what, you will never forget this vote. I don't mean the Republicans. I mean if it's Joe Manchin, Donnelly, and the other ones, Heidkamp and others. I'm telling you, you have to vote. But even though some of them, this is no time for this. We need all our soldiers on the field. But you need to let them know you will never, ever, ever forget this vote. It's critical. That may be the most emotional 40 minutes of a show I've done. I'm actually like... A little tired there, buddy? Yeah, man. it's. um, I can see it. I've had a lot of physical labor jobs in my time. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Thanks for your patience and everything. Uh, Folks, I'm just going to... A couple of reads, and I I, I appreciate your uh, your attention because these sponsors want to be here and they want to keep the show free uh, for you. So thank you very much. 
Um, hey, your confidence is important, and sometimes one change can make all the difference. Hair Club knows this, and they're inviting you to become part of the Hair Club flam- uh, family to see how getting the most out of your hair can change your life. They understand their emotions you're feeling, and they know the questions you have. Hair Club is the leader in total hair solutions with a legacy of success for over 40 years. If you're looking to revitalize the growth of your own hair or to learn more about the latest proven methods for hair replacement or restoration, Hair Club's professionally trained stylists, hair health experts, and consultants will craft a personalized solution to ensure you feel your best and get the most out of your hair. See for yourself just how powerful great hair can be. Folks, I know a number of people who are Hair Club members. They really love it. It's They want to be here again. And listen, it's a confidence issue for a lot of folks. Not all of us have a great mane like... Uh, uh, Joe here with his Elvis looking mane right there, you know? Thank you very much. So, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Go to hairclub.com slash Bongino today for a free hair analysis and a free take-home hair kit, all valued at over $300 for free. That's hairclub.com slash Bongino. It's well worth your time. That's hairclub.com slash Bongino for a free hair analysis and a free hair kit. Experience your hair and your life at its best, only with Hair Club. I'm certain you'll love the club. Okay, um, I want to move on to Dr. Ford's testimony. Now, folks, we're going to cover this methodically, and we're going to cover this using evidence, unlike the Democrats, which are trying to mire you in a quagmire of emotion to get you to forget that evidence still matters in a constitutional republic where people are innocent until proven guilty. And I'm sorry, but the line that this does not apply in a Senate confirmation means chaos wins the day, and I throw that out. Ladies and gentlemen, whether it's an arbitration dispute, whether it's a union dispute, whether it's an athletics dispute, the principle of due process holds in a moral and ethical society. It is not just a legal framework on a criminal charge. So the left's come back to this that, well, uh, innocent until proven guilty doesn't matter because it's a Senate confirmation. You know what? It matters because we're a moral and ethical country. Dr. Ford's making serious allegations against this man. Serious allegations. A man I believe is innocent. The evidence matters. It matters everywhere else in life. I want to point some problems out here. Number one. There was no additional detail provided yesterday or corroborating evidence that Dr. Ford's account of the events as she states them is in fact accurate. I don't know what happened to Dr. Ford. I have no idea. I was not there. Mm. Obviously. The problem is the people she claims were there have resolutely, under the penalty of perjury, denied the fact that the events as she states them happen. Ladies and gentlemen, does this matter to you? And if it doesn't, please explain to me why. How a father, a husband, a coach, a public servant's life can be destroyed based on corroborating evidence, air quotes, that corroborates nothing and is evidence that it didn't happen. Please explain that to me. Second, there was a noticeable, Joe, and I know you noticed this because we were talking about it yesterday on text, Mm -hmm. a noticeable lack of any detail. Ladies and gentlemen, this is very suspicious. Mm Yes. Yes. There is no where. We still don't know where that happened. Folks, if we knew the location where it happened, then it would be possible for the homeowner or a resident of the house to claim it didn't or it did. 
the lack of detail as to a location of the crime invites the obvious question or the uh, uh, the assault in this case, the alleged assault. The lack of a location, if you were an investigator worth any kind of salt at all, is an, a very suspicious omission. The lack of a when. Folks, we don't need a specific date. I understand that people uh, who uh, have allegations of being a victim of some kind of assault like this, either physical, sexual, or, or otherwise, may not have any. I Listen, things happen to me. I mean, to be fair, I don't remember the dates on everything either, but I certainly can narrow it down. The failure to narrow down to a specific time frame or any effort to do so would do what, Joe? If you are looking at this objectively, as we all should, we have one account that was very emotional and passionate, and we have another account that was very emotional and passionate. How do responsible people then evaluate this? They evaluate it based on corroboration and evidence, which Judge Kavanaugh has produced. He has produced, actually at this point, three affidavits from people involved in this that said that the, that the alleged victim produced that said no. He has produced his calendars that completely refute a lot of these allegations. Dr. Ford has produced nothing, not a date. The suspicious lack of a date, Joe, opens my eyes because having conducted these investigations, it gives the ability of the accused person to say, I wasn't there then. The suspicious lack of detail. How Miss Ford got home from the site of the alleged attack, which she still can't tell us where. She narrows it down to a basically six to eight mile distance from her house. Folks, six to eight miles is a long walk. Six miles running at a seven minute mile would take you 42 minutes. That's the least of it. It's six to eight miles. Six miles walking at a healthy, brisk pace would probably take you over two hours. Six miles walking at a slow pace would take you probably close to three hours. You don't remember anything? Is it not fair for us to ask that question? You have made credible, serious allegations. and You've been given the opportunity, fairly enough, to state them. How is it that none of those details are in that story? Now, I'm asking you as a former investigator. Would a reasonable investigator not say, well, if you had a driver, which we can now assume you did based on the distance from the general location you've stated, does the driver who drove you home know about it? And if not, why? Folks, these are fair questions in a fair society where the presumption of innocence is already established. Listen, I have no interest in attacking this woman. I mean it. Um, It's not, uh, really, I don't. I don't know this woman's history. I don't know her past and is not my goal at all. It is my goal, however, to deal with two, as a former investigator and a reasonable human being, to deal with two conflicting accounts. It is the duty and responsibility of both parties then to provide some form of evidence that their account is in fact true. Mm Mm-hmm. Judge Kavanaugh has produced evidence. Dr. Ford's legal team thus far has produced none. 
all right. I want to, I want to get into a couple more things too about this, but I, uh, I'm going to just take a break from this because it gets really emotional here. Um, all right. Uh, today's show also brought to you, uh, by our buddies at Blinkist. Uh, if you're like me, the list of books you want to read or those people suggest you read is never ending and it's always expanding. You simply don't have the time to read of all, uh, read them all. Our sponsor Blinkist has solved your long list of must reads once and for all. Blinkist is the only app that takes thousands of their best-selling nonfiction books and distills them down to their most impactful elements, so you can read or listen to them in under 15 minutes all on your phone. I listen to my cards pretty easy there. With Blinkist, you'll expand your knowledge and learn more in just 15 minutes than you can in almost any other place. Plus, you can listen anywhere. The Blinkist library is massive and growing. They have some Adam Smith books there. They have some Nassim Taleb books, which I like. Uh, Blinkist is constantly curating and adding new titles from the best of list, so you're always getting the most powerful ideas in a made-for-mobile format. Five million people are using Blinkist to expand their minds 15 minutes at a time. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Dan to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, spelled Blink, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, dot com slash Dan to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash Dan. Go check it out. Yeah, I, I say it's emotional because something something happened to me, folks, yesterday that um, really kind of got on my nerves a little bit. Hmm? Yeah. 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 Um, I, Zach Picanis, who uh, is a um, is a commentator, he does some some work on on Fox News and others. He's a he's a far left radical Democrat. But I've always had a rule, Joe. When I get I don't, when I get into fights with people on this kind of stuff, the rule is I don't bring up their past because a lot of people have done things in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not necessarily uh, becoming of them, and I, I just don't think it's fair to do that. But Picanis tried to call me out yesterday and said I was attacking this woman. I'm not attacking this woman, folks. I'm asking for evidence. You're suggesting that the man applying for the Supreme Court is a serial rapist running rape trains and drugging women. You are absolutely obligated as a witness then to provide some kind of evidence that what you're saying is in fact true. It is in no way, in any way, disrespectful to anyone to say, folks, what exactly do you know? How do you know it? How do you know this happened? I'm sorry. All right. Get myself back together here. Yesterday clearly was an emotional day. All right, now you see uh, yesterday, too, why it was so important, Joe, uh, that Dr. Uh, Dr. Ford go first and uh, uh, Judge Kavanaugh go last. Sure. Now, yeah. this was an issue because uh, what led me to believe, and I, I, told, I, did my, uh, I, I told you last night about it, I didn't believe Dr. Ford was going to show up. Obviously, I was wrong. I covered that yesterday in a special edition. But one of the reasons I, I strongly believe that, based on some emails I was reading, is the demands they were making of Judge Kavanaugh were simply not doable. Uh, the accused person never, ever, ever in any system of justice, common law or otherwise, goes first. Why is that? You have to be obviously given the opportunity to address the accusations, which you, for, I mean, it's just, this is just common sense. You can't do if the accusations haven't been leveled. Um, you know. So now, though, yesterday, you see one of the reasons the Democrats wanted uh, the judge to go first, because they wanted the judge to give an impassioned appeal, which then they would attack afterwards uh, using Dr. Ford afterwards. So I just had that point there. It was important. And it was I want to give Senator Grassley, the Republican chair of the committee, some credit for holding fast on that and sticking to the rule of law. 
The rule of law indicates that the accused counters the charges. That's the way it works. Okay. Another point, critical takeaway. Again, we're establishing the veracity of their account of events. One of the stories told to us by the Ford legal team, Joe, was that Dr. Ford uh, did not want to fly because she had some fear of flying. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, this is critical. Why is this critical? Because the Democrats are the one alleging that there's are the ones alleging that there's no political uh, uh, component to Dr. Ford's allegations against Judge Kavanaugh. It is the Democrats saying this was purely um, out of her desire to come forward, that this had nothing to do with politics. Now, having stated that, the Democrats asked for a delay from the Monday hearing. There was no good reason for a Monday delay. Judge Kavanaugh had the right to clear his name, just like the, uh, the alleged victim had the right to make the allegations. The Monday delay, I told you the, str- uh, the strategy of it, was to get to Thursday to avoid an October 1st seating. Is it cataclysmic? No. An October 1st seating of Judge Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court? No. But it's not good. They achieved that. They achieved that by stating she had a fear of flying, Dr. Ford, which clearly, based on yesterday's testimony, does not seem to have inhibited her from flying quite often. These are relevant towards establishing the credibility of the account. Yeah, yeah. She f- clearly flew to the polygraph on October 7th. We know from yesterday under questioning that she's flown to other places as well. Are we interested anymore in evidence? Does this even matter? It should. Another critical thing that came out yesterday. The Republican members of the Senate said to Dr. Ford, well... Dr. Ford, we would have flown out to California to take your statement. Uh, We relayed this to your legal team. Ford, in the testimony, Joe, I know you saw this, said her lawyers never told her that. Why would Democrat activist lawyers like Katz's firm there, one of the lawyers there, and Bromwich, why would these activists not notify her if she was afraid of flying like they allege? That the Republican committee members or their staff would have flown to her. Why would they not notify uh, Dr. Ford of that? Why would they not do that? Maybe because they were looking for a delay and the delay was political the entire time. Now, folks, let me be clear on this. I'm not catering to any audience, you or otherwise, to tell you the truth. I believe what she said, Ms. Ford, on that account. I absolutely believe her lawyers didn't tell her that. There is no reason under oath she would say that and humiliate her lawyers if it wasn't true. I, be- I you, you see where I'm going with this, Joe. Mm-hmm. I believe she she didn't know she was throwing her lawyers under the bus because I now other people say, well, well, it was out there in the public. I don't know what her lawyers were telling her. I believe that they met the lawyers at this point may have been hiding this somehow from her. That, oh, it's just a political play. No, no, no. They're not going to come out of here. We got to go out there and we got to wait till next week. There's no good reason under oath to throw the lawyers under the bus. There was a number of folks. I'm just basing it based on my experience here interviewing people. There were a number of excuses she could have came up with <laughs> yeah. to say why the Republicans couldn't come out there. I had people in town. Whatever. There's a million different things. I think she was genuinely caught off guard by that. She may have read it in a paper. Someone may have told her, oh, that's nonsense. They're really not going to come out here. We got to go there. But that story 
clearly indicates to me that the legal team she hired had pure political motives in this. That somehow, there's only two scenarios. And listen, I could be wrong. Mm. Maybe she did know and she threw the lawyers under the bus. I don't know. Maybe she didn't know. I don't, I have no, I'm suggesting to you there's a strong possibility they did not in fact tell her. Finally, the most powerful piece of what I saw yesterday. Folks, when asked about Leland Kaiser, who was one of the witnesses Dr. Ford indicated would be able to corroborate some portion of her account of the allegations she made against Judge Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. When asked about Leland Kaiser and why Leland Kaiser, again, a witness she provided, Ford's team, could not confirm her account of the event. As a matter of fact, does not remember the party at all. Why is this critical? Because some defenders of Dr. Ford, including Jennifer Granholm, who was on CNN, said, well, uh, Leland Kaiser's denial, Joe, that she knows anything about it actually confirms Dr. Ford's account because Ford would have steamed out of the house after this happened, this alleged attack, and would have not told anyone. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not what happened. No, no, no. Leland Kaiser does not remember the party at all. This is not an account of Dr. Ford running out of a house and not telling her and alleging she was there. She doesn't remember the party at all. When asked about that, when asked about that specific event that, hey, Leland Kaiser's not confirming your account, matter of fact, doesn't even remember the party, Ford, in one of the more confusing moments of the testimony, says, well, no, she texted me afterwards with letters, with, with words of support and is having a bunch of medical issues she needs to deal with. Wait, what? Folks, listen, you can show respect and dignity to people and let them tell their story, but you have to, is, that's, is that, I mean, is that an appropriate thing to put out in front of, Joe, how many people were watching yesterday? 50 million? Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. People watching in my daughter's gymnastics gym, yeah. as I told you on the special last night. Is that an appropriate thing to put out there? That the woman has medical issues she's dealing with? I, I don't know, folks. I mean, we can look at this reasonably and say, ah, uh, it was a, a, a very, very um, interesting moment, to say the least. All right. All right, one more thing. Uh, let me get one more thing. It reminds me of being on the five. Every time you go on the five, you get the one more thing segment. Yeah. You know, you go up there. So last time I uh, addressed my friend uh, Colin Johnson, who passed from us too early. I thought that was, uh, that was appropriate. All right. Today's show uh, finally brought to you by our buddies at Robin Hood. Uh, these guys are great. Super easy to use, too. Robin Hood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. Super easy to use, too. I have the app myself. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. Folks, this can't get any easier. I figured it out, and I'm no tech genius here. Simple and intuitive, clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest way. Here's the value of Robinhood, right, for you, because this matters, right? Cost, no commission fees. Other brokers charge up to $10 for every trade. Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees, trade stocks, and keep all of your profits. It's easy to use, easy to understand. The charts are easy to read. The market data, you can place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. It's that simple. The web platform lets you view stock collections, the 100 most popular. 
sectors like entertainment and social media. It curates categories like female CEOs and analyst ratings, a buy-hold style sock for everybody. Depends what you want to do. Whatever your bag of donuts is, they'll take care of you. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks and track favorite companies with personalized news feeds. Custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to, uh, to invest. Check it out. Robinhood is giving listeners, my listeners, a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Did you hear that? They give you a free stock. Sign up at Bongino.Robinhood.com. That's Bongino.Robinhood.com. Bongino.Robinhood.com. Check it out. You'll like it. All right, folks. Um, one final note. There was a big uh, moment yesterday uh, in the the Spygate saga. I just want to end with. It's quick. The story is not particularly detailed uh, in its in its nature, but it's important we put it out there. The uh, the House Judiciary Committee has finally decided, Joe, uh, to subpoena the Department of Justice's Woods file. Oh, Woods file! Like, what the heck's the Woods file? They were out in the woods. Is Hillary Clinton no. out in the woods again? No, no, the <laughs> Woods file. Now, uh, again, regular listeners know what I'm talking about. Yep. Some of you who are new may not. When you present information to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court to spy on someone, like they did with the Trump team, that's not in question. We know that happened because it's not an adversarial court, and you will never have a defense attorney in there. There's no way you don't even know you're being spied on most of the time. And it's a court designed to really spy on enemies of the United States because you won't have that adversarial component and you don't have due process in the traditional sense. There is a separate procedure set up before information makes it to the court called the Woods procedure. The problem with the Woods procedure, which is supposed to verify this information in the Trump case, is the information wasn't verified. (laughs) The Trump dossier is a steaming pile of horse crap. It's garbage. The House Judiciary, they've been smart for a while on this, but now they're finally subpoenaing the Woods file to say, hey, we want to know what you did to verify this info. Oh, that ain't going to be good, folks, because it's going to show the political nature of the verification process and the fact that they took almost no substantive steps whatsoever. But, 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 but. There's a little hint dropped recently by Peter King, a Republican member of the House who's been very sober on this. Mm Mm-hmm. Peter King's not a screamer, folks. I've met him before. I know him, uh, I don't know him personally, but I know because I, I lived in Long Island for a long time, an area he represents. Peter King himself is starting to wonder with that verification process how much like John Brennan knew about this. I don't know if you hear some of the hints people have been dropping lately, but it's him and others, and the idea's been floating out there that if they were going to verify information in the dossier that came from foreign sources, Joe, who has expertise in developing intelligence overseas? The CIA, hey. run by John Brennan. What exactly was done to verify that information? Did John Brennan have a role in it? Matter of fact, when we develop foreign sources, there's absolutely no doubt that John Brennan's CIA at the time would have had a role in that. Mm-hmm. Who were those foreign sources? Were they vetted? Were they signed off on? Mm, more to come on that one. I have that article today. It's from the Daily Caller up in the show notes too. Folks, um, again, I'm, I'm, gonna, um, I'm asking you to please read Rich Lowry's piece today about the vindication of Trumpian politics. Keep it in mind. New rules. New rules are in effect. We win, folks. We win. Throw the old rules out. Yesterday was a cataclysmic shift in our politics, but now we follow it up. 
Now we walk in that booth and we exercise our constitutional republic's raw political power. And we keep these people out of office, hopefully, hopefully for a very, very long time. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeart. It is free, but it's the subscriptions that we get that actually move us up the charts. So we really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I will see you all on Monday. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.